0: Come on, praise the Lord. Come on, let's do it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited. Um, I uh, definitely um, am incredibly encouraged by uh, where we're going in this new series. How many of you are excited about this? Man. Come on, really. Yeah. Um, Here's what I feel as though uh, this series is going to mean for us, and um, I just feel like jumping straight into the word. What I feel like this series is going to do for us is strengthen areas of our life that A, the enemy has done some damage in, Um, B, uh, people have done damage in, Um, I believe you have been, you don't have to raise your hand here, but it was overwhelming to, uh, through the Facebook community group and through my own personal Facebook uh, page uh, post that so many have suffered damage from people that they had n- uh, no part of wanting to be involved with stuff like that. And so we've seen some amazing things out there. You've how many of you saw the post on my page, of, uh, and how many felt that that was just really just a place where God wanted to camp out for a few weeks. Yep. Amen. Um, I want to, um, I want to launch off in our first, uh, series of this message, of this first series, with understanding what is the path of life. I don't know, but I feel like the fundamental question for every human being is this, what is this life for? What's the meaning of my life? How I many of you have come to a place in your life where you have really just pondered that question and said, what, what on earth am I here for? What on earth am I here for? And so many of us are, are doing that. So I want to lay out from, you got your Bible this morning from, from Psalm 16. And I want to read that. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Um, oh, I have that back. Oh, I'm sorry. I have been known to be dyslexic. You can have to pass my wife. Right? I will say Taco Bell and me Wendy's. <laughs> but in all actuality, I really want Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> Psalm 16 Maybe I'll fix that in between the services or maybe we'll just roll with it. Mm-hmm. See, this is another aspect of, of, of why I get a no shot to get it right uh, at, at, 10, at 1030. So Psalm 1611. If you'll join me there, say amen. Yeah. Um, Psalm 1611. You reveal the path of life to me. In your presence is abundant joy. In your right hand are eternal pleasures. Watch you now. You. Who does? God. You reveal the path god reveals the path of life to us I, I want to construct a message today around this one idea and and i want to talk about that that in all of our situations all of the valleys all of the tough times that we face all of the incredible um things the incredible uh, things that we've had so much difficulty working through navigating I want to construct a message today that's around this idea that in all of that which has happened to us, God is worthy of two things. That's our glory and our enjoyment in Him. Now, I know that, that this is something that is so incredibly important for every person Young or small, to, to begin to weave this into the fabric of who they are. It's incredibly important. Heard there's something that I don't know what that is. Y'all hear that? I think, yeah. It's I don't know. It normally doesn't do that. Okay. There. Ooh, oh, Okay. So then this is this is something that's incredibly um, important to me uh, in my life. I have experienced a few things. In my, in my, uh, growing up, I've, I've, experienced, um, breakups, okay, uh, rejection. Um, I've experienced the death of a loved one, a very close loved one. I, I've, um, I joke about this, but, um, I've gotten fired from one job, and the way that the man told me to do that was go chase your dreams, so it was almost like he, he didn't fire me, he freed me, um, but I still say I got fired from that job, um which I had just left at FCA breakfast that morning preaching on total dependence on God. And so when I got to work that morning, God said, watch me. I'm going to pull the rug out from under you. And then I'm going <laughs> to sweep in and catch you. Right. Like that, that's, that's what happened. But, but if you're like me, you have experience, and it's evident in, in these um, Facebook posts recently, that many people have experienced some incredibly hard shifts. And such is life. Such is life. So the fundamental thing I want to talk about this morning, this big idea is this, is that God is the one that holds the key to life. Watch here. I'm married to her, but she's not the source of my life. <laughs> I, I, I am I am I am I am employed here as a pastor, but my calling is supplied and sustained by him. This is just my life. You you plug yourself in. And then all of that which has come against me has tried to destroy life in me. But I have to come to a place in my life where I say, you know what? Hold on. There's a fundamental truth for every human being that God is the source of life and he wants us to enjoy him while we are here in preparation so that we may enjoy him forever. I got this. In my, in my mid-twenties. Well, I was making some mistakes. I still make a lot of mistakes, guys. Yeah. But I, I got this fundamental thing. See, now the mistakes I make, I'm like, okay, let me back up the pun. I know that the mistakes I make are not defining me, right? Has someone gotten there that revelation yet, that the mistakes we make don't define us? The things people say behind their back does not define us. It's what he says defines us. And so I, I take freedom in that, Right? And so God began to do this work through the help of, of people like John Pike. Um, I, I mean, man, I just chewed on him for a while, just just a, a weekend, and day in and day out, I was chewing on the rich theology that this man puts out there. And it's just straight Bible. And, it, and it's like this, that he says this, um, that the, the chief end of man, kind, is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. When, when I got that in my soul, I began to take some take some ground uh, over some areas in my life that I was suffering in. In my life, your life, I said this last week, that, that none of us woke up um, or, or none of us came to a reality in our life where we said, I made the decision to be born. God said for you to be born. God. God allowed every rough season you've ever gone through, he allowed, you know how I know that? Because he allowed Job to walk through this incredibly hard time. He did and so I know this about God and the more I begin to understand this the more I begin to understand that if He is the one that created all of life and he created my life then there's a demand on my life there's a place I have to come to in my life that my life is not my own watch me this is this is, this is extremely uh, I say this message with extreme sensitivity because I know many of your stories I know many of the places where you've come from. I know know many of you where you are today, but I'm here to say as a preacher of the Word of God that all life flows from God, and our life is but a labor. It's a labor. And and I'll tell you another thing, too, that I've read the end of the book, and A, we win, and death has been swallowed up. So all of that which I thought I had lost will be restored to me when I see Jesus yes. face to face. Amen. So, so this motivates us now to live a godly life now. Because let me tell you something. It's only the godly things that we carry into eternity. Right? It's only the godly things that we carry into eternity. All of the other sin and stuff that we find ourselves in, the things that we struggle with, The things that we invest so much time in, the things that we uh, attach a plug to and say, I need life from that, that thing which is not godly will not carry into eternity, nor will be able for us to find enjoyment in that thing if it's not plugged in to God. Here's David. Here's here's David. Did you you know that David had the right healed? And it was still said of him that he was a man after God's heart. Incredible story. And, and because of the sin, because of the things in his life, he, he experienced some things that, that came back to him, um, such as we reap what we sow. What are you putting out there? Because let me tell you something, just in due time, it's coming back to you. That's a principle we live with. Right? Now it's not a principle we live with. It's a principle, for example, with the Let me tell you something. That which we put out there, that which we identify as life giving to us, is coming back to us. Can I say to us today as Freedom Church, let's be a people who are breathing life onto one another? Yes. Amen. Amen. Right. That's why our churches are struggling. Yeah. That's why the churches lost traction today. Because we're losing this foundational principle that we are to enjoy God and glorify Him right now. Why? That can be answered in many ways. Man's sheep then is to save the lost. No, it's not. That's Jesus' job. Why? So we put all our eggs in the, in the evangelical basket. So, man, I just don't agree with the, you know, what we're doing. We're not saving the lost here. Hold on one second. That's Christ's job. We're just called to be a witness. That's right, I mean, you know that you can't save anybody. Man's chief end is to be seeking rich. No, that's opposing to Jesus' teachings. He said, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. He isn't against us having money. But a lot of us identify man's chief end by filling the blank. Man's chief end is to live a sinless life as possible and be an upstanding citizen. Well, that's not possible either because the Bible outlines if we say we're without sin, then we are a liar and the truth is nowhere in us. Man's chief end is to enjoy God and and glorify Him forever. Wow. Everything for His glory and everything I do is done by enjoying Him. Why? She's saying, Pastor, why are you launching off with a, with a message navigating life? I thought we were coming here to get some tidbit. You know, let's lay a foundation today that says this. That the path of life is in God alone. Amen. It's in God. Amen. Right. Everything for His glory. Everything done by enjoying Him. This is the fundamental thing why this series matters. David knew it all too well that life will throw some crazy curveballs. Right. Crazy. Paul knew it. Unexpected situations, unfortunate events. People dying, strife, jealousy, anger, backlash, backbiting, gossip, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on and on and on, even down to persecution. May I remind you that there are churches in this world today that are being persecuted over the real stuff. Yes. Yes. Over the real stuff. Come on. But yet they're still worshiping today, finding life in Him. Yes. Say that I have given my life to him? Want well, to navigate? Listen, I, I looked at Sherry yesterday, I was like, you know what? This series is going to be incredible even for our marriage. Mm-hmm. Like how, how we are just going to just figure out from God's word. How many of you in your marriage have figured out how to do it? Because we sure haven't. I think you are still working. Although they vehemently denied coming to the marriage conference. But Mr. Ed said, I am not going to that marriage conference because I know I'm not ever, ever, ever leaving her. And if she does, I'm going with her. <laughs> Isn't that good? Yes. And so all of the stuff, all, but they still have stuff to work on. Yes. He still struggles probably with communication. Yes. <laughs> yesterday like, yes. as do I both <laughs> in this church and in my own marriage and in my own life <laughs> uh, is there any other guys that that one? right um, so I want to outline three things really number one the path of life is revealed in encounters with God yeah. what's David saying right here in Psalm 16 11 you reveal the path of life to me you reveal listen One thing about God is this. He doesn't show us the end and how it turns out all the way. You know why he doesn't do that, Brad? You know why I'm just It's because if he showed us the very end of our life, we would not need him between now and the end. Fundamental truth on how to navigate life is this. is that life, Megan, is starting out as a young little believer, life is to be lived in this way. You've given me the day. Now I need an encounter today to get through this day. And when tomorrow comes, we'll start over again. And you will reveal light and life for me as I move through whatever comes my way. Life. Small encounters. I love, I love that two or three weeks ago we were talking about life as a collection of death moments. You don't have the encounter with God until you have a death moment. Where you die yourself. Because I've never seen anyone stand in the presence of God full of themselves. Life is also not only a collection of death moments, it's a collection of encounters, of revelation through his word and the Holy Spirit that God shows us. Gary, you're going to be a dad. You are going to absolutely come to a place in your life where you are going to say, what on earth am I doing? And I should have <laughs> never did that nine months ago with my wife because this is terrible. I, think, I promise you. <laughs> Talk to Ryan. He's already had moments. And it's, it's here and there, but the don't <laughs> ever do know what I'm talking about. I mean, I had that moment yesterday. <laughs> Molly is grating on my ever-loving nerves. <laughs> and you know what? I died to myself and yeah. lived her room Come and played with her. Oh. Come on. Yes. I mean, uh-huh. you're either going to live life or life's going to live you. Right. Right. So he doesn't show us the end of how it turns out. Here's why. Because we would have no need for him. This is why we have the word and the Holy Spirit daily encounters. Children in the wilderness. Watch this. What they say. God said, I'm going to give you manna every day. Yes. Hey, Christ prayed the Lord's prayer. What did he pray? Uh, weekly bread? Monthly bread? Yearly bread? What kind of bread? Daily. 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 Let me tell you something. Plug your hardship in uh, into your life. Let, let the reality of your hardship set in. <clears throat> but then also couple that with this, is that in my hardship, in my extreme uh, difficulty, in the path of my life, he's given me daily bread as to encounter me so that I have what it takes to move up. We get stalled out. You know why? Because we're refusing the bread and refusing to let the word and the Holy Spirit encounter us. And we get lost and we get spun out out of control. And, and I've been there and you've been there. And we we all come to a place where we just thrown our hands up and we said, I can't do this anymore. You know the reason we say I can't do this anymore? is because that's the place where God is trying to get us. Come on for it to finally sink in, the newsflash, human being, you can't do it alone. Christ in the Sermon on the Mount, tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. Focus on today. Matthew 6.33, seek first the... No, no, no. Seek first the uh, job path. Seek first the relationship that you don't have, that you're trying to have. Seek first the marriage that you're just so vehemently trying to fix. No, no, no. Seek the kingdom, and then all of these things will be added to you. Want to figure out the source of life today? Want to figure out the path of life today? Want to know how to win at life? Is figure this out. That God is wanting every day to have an encounter with each and every one of us. So he gives us what we need when we need it. Right. Amen. You know, he doesn't, this is the strangest thing about God, but it's the most incredibly awesome thing about God. Is this? Is that he he doesn't give us bread to overcome the season we're in? He gives us bread to walk through the season we're yeah. in. If I don't say that in the next sermon, please someone just jump up and say, Pastor, you remember if you're still here, whatever. He doesn't. Why all this? because not all paths are life-giving not all paths are life-giving I don't mean to bring this up but it's a wonderful story and I didn't even talk to Allison about doing it but we lost Chloe <laughs> because she was chasing after the wrong thing and man we, it was terrible if you've ever lost a dog it's hard Boy, Chloe got to running after this rabbit, and in the meantime, running a rabbit, not all paths are life-giving. She meets an automobile, and the automobile brought death to her. Extremely painful. But what's, what am I trying to make you? The Let's be careful that the paths that we're on are from God right. and not from a rabbit trail wow. that someone is trying to lead us down. Amen. Broad is the way that leads unto. But narrow is the gate that leads to. Come on, guys. This is fundamental. Fundamental. Number two, the path of life is joy in his presence. It's in his presence. How many of you have figured out thus far in living life that the path you're on is not taking you where you thought you I mean, many, many of you are in the military here, and you're like, I probably would have never chosen those ocean city. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I even say that because of the traffic. Right. Right. But that's a, that's, a, that's a funny thing about life, is that sometimes we wind up, I never in a million years dreamed that I would be right here, Never did. And sometimes I just want to throw my hands up and run out the door, and I have to remember that, wait a minute, God has called me. I mean, that, I mean that, so what am I saying? There has to be something fundamental that holds you into a place where all seasons transcend and transfer through. There has to be something fundamental. And I'm saying this, it's right in the Word today. It's this, that He holds the path to life and that we need His presence every yes. day to be yes. sustained and move through any season that comes. There's no way David knew that he'd be king one day through all what he came from. I want you. I want to show you a picture of what's contrasted to his presence in, in verse 10. So if you've got your Bibles, look back up in verse 10. And this is what it said. For you will not abandon me to Sheol. All right? You will not allow your faithful one to see decay. That is a scripture you should write or tattoo on your arm or write it on your mirror or put it as a post note on your thing. Because let me tell you something. This is the word of God, and it is for those who believe in it. You will not abandon me to Sheol. You know what Sheol means? It's a type of hell, but it's not the fiery hell. How many of you know there's three types of hell? One day I'm going to teach on that. But this one is not the fiery hell. This is the hell we experience right here on this earth. Right. I'm going through hell. Keep on then. You know what that song <laughs> okay. Some of you do this one. A minute. Watch here. This word "shield." circle that word "shield." it means the pit. The pit. How many of you have gone through seasons of your life, maybe you're in a place in your life right now where you feel like you are stuck in the pit. When you feel stuck in the pit, you remember this, that in your pit, that which was meant for your destruction and your demise, in your pit you have his presence. Amen. Do not abandon me. You will not abandon me to the pit. You will not allow. If he won't abandon, that means he will get down in the pit with you. How many of you have experienced on, an extremely yes. hard times? Some extremely hard things and you have felt completely alone. But you have to remember one thing about God and if he says he is all he is then you can realize this that he said I will never forsake you. So even in the darkest valley that you walk through, even in the most difficult situation that you walk in, even when people throw you in the pit, such as Joseph, because I did some thinking about this, about who in the Bible was thrown into a pit. Let me tell you something. It was Joseph who was thrown into the pit. And he didn't want to be thrown into the pit, but people threw him in the pit. But guess what? He sat in that pit, which that coat of colors was stripped from him, that blessing that God had put on him. But let me tell you something. He wasn't receiving his promise. He wasn't receiving his goods because he was wearing a coat of many colors. He was receiving his promise and his goods and he was knowing the place he was in was not abandoned by God because he was saying, I am good because the presence of God is in the pit with me. This is powerful. I'll say it like this. This is full of power. Full full power. The presence of God is not contingent on what I've done or where I'm at. If he lives within me, then whatever happens to me, he goes with me. Oh, man. I'm going to get happy. I'm telling you what. I'm telling you what that will stir up some faith and hope in somebody and will remind us of some, some promise. Shield. The reality of his presence was made known in the pit. Come on. Come on, get here, I'll tell you why. Because rarely are we thinking about the presence of God when everything is going right. right. Rarely. I haven't met too many people, and there's only one that I can think of, and it's the lady on War Room. <clears throat> I mean, that kind of devotion, I don't even have that kind of devotion. So I, I, I know this, that the presence is made proof in the pit. You will not abandon me to shield. Yea, i walk through the, of uh, the, shadow. oh wait a minute, there's a shadow, it's not even death, guys. Oh death, where is thy thing? For all of us who are in Christ Jesus today, whatever circumstances, whatever hardships we will face, it's only a shadow of death, it's not death itself. Right. Mm-hmm. We have lost some incredibly fine people in this church, but let me tell you something. In the pain of losing them in the physical, they have gained yes. Jesus for eternity, yes. and yes. we can be happy in knowing that one day we will stand with them and fully be consumed and consummated yes. to our King forever. Yes. Amen. Yeah, I walked through the valley of the shadow of death. I will walk I will feel no evil. Because why? Somebody say this, because he's in the pit with me. Because you're with me. Psalm 23. The presence is not contingent. Joseph was thrown in the pit, but the Lord was with him. The path of life involves the pit of your destruction and your demise. But you've got to realize this, that the presence is a sustainer through all hardships. My pit still had his presence. We'll face pits for the rest of our life. Who will be given? And the one thing that I'm learning about the pit, the place, that that's where his presence is made known. I love Corey Ten She was um, captured and was taken to the concentration camps of World War II. She has an amazing story. It's one of my wife wife's favorite books. It's her diary. What was the name of that book? The Hiding Place. The Hiding Place. And this is what she says. In all of her struggles, she came to a place to find this. That sometimes the Lord hides us under the shadow of his wings, and it's so dark because he's so deep That's a shadow. I mean, you've got to walk through some stuff and you've got to be resolved and you've got to say, I'm not going to be overtaken by what's coming against me. Let me tell you something. For the believer, the reason it looks so dark in the things that we've faced before as a believer is because he's so near to us, the shadow of his wings or have us thinking that it's dark and we're abandoned. But we've got to remind ourselves right now that it is not dark if we're a believer. We do not have hope if we're a believer. We have hope. And let me tell you something. We are close to him. Here's a woman who was dealt incredible hands of life, yet profoundly trusted God in all of it. It's a powerful thing when we live for the presence and not answers. How many of you are seeking answers? It's a tendency in all of us. Watch me now. I'm going to preach this because it needs to be preached. There's a tendency in every one of us. Watch here. For you reveal the answer to life to me. No. No. In your presence is the answer to my joy. No. In your right hand are my answers that I've been searching for. No. You know, I studied this out. Nowhere in scripture it says that Jesus and God is the answer. The only thing that I can construct in the word of God is that it's not the answer. It's the way. Because he's not going to give us. God is really not into giving us the answer. I know that. Now, we come through seasons and we find out what he's doing in our life. The more we can tear down this idea, God, why did you do that? To to come to a place like this, God, lead me through this. You understand what moment is? When you come to a place in your life where it's not about attaining the answer, but about keeping in his presence, let me tell you something, God will unfold some amazing things to you. It's, it's in our human nature to want the answer and want it now. But God's not in there. Number three, the path of life is lived eternal. Here's David saying this, in your right hand are eternal pleasures. This needs to be the framework of every season of our life. That I'm striving to see the big picture we need the big picture. Because any situation that we have faced, it's so easy for us to only see the hurt and the pain. And I've got a, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a Bible here that has proved that every pain we've ever experienced is trumped yeah. by Jesus' pain. Yeah. And even as now you and, and I, I, I'm being very sensitive here. That I know a lot of us have gone through some incredibly hard times. But let me tell you something: your hard times, Jesus can associate with you because He saw to it that He went the whole way to bring us life. Now watch you as those nails were in those hands. He was not focused. On those which did him wrong. They were right down there. The word says that they, listen here. <laughs> man, I knew this guy who was on his deathbed. Dad used to love to tell this story. Listen how jacked up human beings can be. There's this man on his deathbed. Dad went to go pray for him. This is us. This is who we are as human beings. He went to go pray for him. And Dad goes in that room. And this is what Dad told him. I love this story. He said, Tim, on the way there, God told me that he was going to heal the man. Okay, let's go. He gets there, and he begins to pray for him. And nothing happens. But God prayed for him. And, and so dad said, okay, it's about time for me to go. So I prayed my prayer in faith that God's going to heal him. He walked out into the lobby. The man wasn't even dead yet. And the family was out dividing up his stuff. Go through seasons where people will will, will plot and plan against you and already have your stuff already taken care of, and they do not know that God has not done yet. Let me tell you something. Dad looked at them all. I love this about my dad. He had some guts. (laughs) He looked at them all. You know what he said? He's gonna live. Stop this now. Doctor said he's gonna die. Two weeks later, the man walked out of the hospital and lived eight years later. Probably. The bigger picture of our life is framed by God's ability, not our own. What Satan meant for bad, God meant for. Right. <laughs> you gotta ask yourself, what's the big picture? I lost my husband. What's the big picture, God? That I am the keeper of all life. And if I had one in my hand, he is not lost. He is just temporarily gone from this earth. I was abused. I am the God of all comfort. My son, Jesus Christ, was abused. I know how you feel. Let me show you the bigger picture. I lost what I was hoping and praying for. And when I come, I only had it for a split second. It was taken from me. Let me tell you something. God understands the pain because he created life. Life Life's most satisfying pleasures are in his hands. But not every pleasure is satisfying eternally. Let me preach that out. We're asking the wrong people for the right question, right answer. Right. There is only one answer that's right and true. And if it's not born out of this word and through the power of the Holy Spirit, it is the wrong answer. That's why the Lord says you need this word as a roadmap and a framework for your life and you need the teaching and the guidance and the comfort of the Holy Spirit to lead you through what I'm doing in deep. Because Timothy, because scenario, because there is a bigger picture that I'm only giving you bread to see light for the day. You can't see the big picture, bud. You'd freak out if you could see the big picture. You're going to see the big picture. But I'm giving you just for the day What you can handle in your own human limitations. Come on, let's pray. Father, we bless you. I hope today, Lord, that that you can hide us in the wounds of Jesus' hands. And I feel like that hope can be restored in people today. And I feel like, Lord, preaching this, this message, God, going into the hearts of those who are here today, Lord is 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 what you are wanting from us now. The bottom line is this: being resurrected in Christ means I'm confident that He is the way, the truth, and the life. Yes. Yeah.